Welcome to the 24th episode of the Splitfire Gaming Podcast. This is a review of Derby Deathmatch, which would have been uh, two weeks ago. Um, me and Scott went um, to Derby, which you can see in the map there. Uh, and Scott's back to talk Hello. about it. Hello. Insert joke about, oh, you're always on this show. And then, ironically... That's becoming more of a reference as well, me referencing that. So it's getting very meta. But anyway. If it's not broke, don't fix it. Like, well, or if it's broke. Wait, if it's broke and you've put it there, just put up with it. Just keep doing it, yeah. I'm not changing. Yeah. As I was explaining to people about the old world, change is always bad. <laughs> Nobody likes change. No, keep it the way it is. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Are you getting pestered to death by people saying, when's the next episode? I mean, by, by those, that very small portion of adoring fans, <laughs> on special fan, you know who you are, and I appreciate you. Well, I've had at least two people say, when's the next episode? So that's, you know, that's superstardom. Ah, dangerously close to becoming, if not popular, at least wanted. <laughs> I know a lot of people have got a lot of time to fill. And they've listened to everything else. They, they've listened to the Triple Crown back catalogue, and now they want someone to tide them over. Yeah, they're spent on that, and no one's produced a uh, battle report for a while, so we're all <laughs> left left. Oh, I know someone who will remain nameless who's going on uh, Take the Crown. Yes, as do I. Yeah. I hope it gets destroyed. <laughs> I hope he does really well. See... It could be anyone who I'm talking about. So whoever it is, and whatever your army you might be using, I hope it gets crushed. And I hope you do very well. well one of us is nice going to be right. You ever considered going for Take the Crown? That'd be cool, actually, to be fair, if I was allowed on. I don't know if I'm, if I'm safe to be let loose on, on camera. <laughs> if I was allowed on? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what you don't realise is Scott was the fourth Triple Crown guy, but uh, he had to leave in... <laughs> Mysterious circumstances, which is why I picked them up so cheap. Oh, there's a good ass somewhere. In Colchester. <laughs> yeah, this is a real put-on northern accent just to throw people <laughs> off the scent. Yeah, he's, he's actually an Essex accent, but anyway. Yeah. Uh, what were we talking about? Oh, yeah. Um, I've had no further offers to appear on other shows. So my peak of being in demand is clearly now troughing. Well, my only offer is this one that I keep accepting. So <laughs> you're just trying Bloody. to this into like a bigger offer, aren't you? Like get Steve <laughs> off Mini Wargame and pick accidentally watches well, this. No, no, because that would mean he might be remotely interested in learning the actual rules of the game that he plays. <laughs> he doesn't play eighth anymore. He's uh, he plays WAP. Well, we all know my thoughts on WAP, don't <laughs> which we? Is, which is no <laughs> how disgusted I am about the whole thing. It was quite funny because when you said that, I thought, oh, we're going to get some possible negative comments about that. But by the time it had been released, he'd already said, oh, I'll still continue it. So I don't know if that take the edge off. But, uh, I wouldn't continue the past old world, though, because people won't care, couldn't care less. And they'll well, play the actual GW-supported game. I suppose, but... Oh, I'm. Oh, I've massively misread it, but I'd be very shocked if a lot of the fan ones continue once a fully supported game comes out. Probably not. I mean, that's going to be a lot of effort, but and hopefully not. Uh, no disrespect to the fan created 
games. But hopefully the return of an actual supported game system um, brings the entire hobby sort of back together, which would be lovely. You're Something going, to celebrate. Look at me. Going all positive. in. Going all in on this WAP hatred here. Which, uh, Not just them. All the other ones as well. Ninth, ninth Age, the other one. I don't know. I've never played any of them or have any. No, no, I've just played some of the distance. Yeah. Played some of the WAP ones. So I've, got, I've played that enough that I can act with my disdain. Um, but no, like all just I do hope that the return of Old World, as when that is, really brings the community back as a, a as a cohesive group. You know, um, the different fan ones, eighth third, uh, sixth third, although. Mm. We'll see. We'll see. Go look at these things very positively. I'm fully uh, willing to reunify all of them as long as the old world is just 8th republished. That's that's the... I think think there's a good chance that may be where your stumbling block occurs. (laughs) That's that's my one minor demand in my otherwise total concession is that... Just, just that minor just, demand, yeah. Just slight hope that it's just eighth completely republished with an up-to-date FAQ. I mean, you know, an FAQ would be nice. It would. An, <laughs> FAQ, an FAQ that doesn't have two different definitions for Spirit yeah. That would be nice. <laughs> yes, it would. Yeah, it would. Anyway. Oh, it's, um, Bunker Gaming hasn't published my second appearance there yet. I can only assume. And, and I'm going to quote, I'm going to put this out in the public domain there is a second episode if he decides not to publish it for i don't know reasons of what happened in the game then the conspiracy theory starts here it does exist and uh, like those ufo files it must be released derby this had nothing to do with derby that was just rambling about nothing so basically our standard fair <laughs> yeah get used to it uh, Derby, win-lose-draw, different to 20 nil system, which I partially remembered throughout the uh, course of the tournament. Uh, I like Derby. I, li- I like it as a bit of a, a mix, mix-up from the 20 nil standard. Agreed. I like Derby. Um, the win-loss-draw is just different, and I think that's nice that it's just... You're still playing the game you always play, you have to think about it a bit differently. Uh, it forces different lists as well. Um, and I like the rule book scenarios for the most part as well. I like them because you always end up playing the tournament specific ones when you're practicing, or you just stick the battle line because um, it's straightforward. Now, my favorite one is uh, Dawn Attack. I think. Now, as, a, as an undead player, that's not <laughs> my favorite one. <laughs> Objectively speaking, um, and I don't get play Don Attack that much because it's mostly tournament practice. Yeah. So to, to be able to play it, uh, the, the rulebook ones, I, I enjoy that as well. And it makes you think because they're, they're asking you to do different things. The objectives, some of them have got objectives, some of them haven't. You, like, um, what do you call it? Uh, the banner one, Blood and Glory. That's got an objective. We don't have Watchtower, but that is an objective. Um, and others are just kill each other. So yeah, no, I'm with you. I, I like the I like the rulebook scenarios for the most part. Um, it's a bit different than just playing the battle line or sort of people's custom scenarios. 
And the fact that it's sort of standard 100 point gap to win is, is cool. Yeah, um, uh, and more on that later, because having thought about one of my games, I would if I'd made one slight change and not gone for something that I probably didn't need to go for, <laughs> it might have been very different. But yeah, it does make you think like you don't need to go and annihilate everything. You just need to seize your points and then consolidate and just keep a hold of them, which is a different way to play it. Mm. And um, I suppose we mentioned, it, I think, on the preview, but also just another shout out that sort of the venue boards and swords just really look really look after us and Triple Crown guys run a, just a fantastic event. They do, and uh, I was calling it Swords and Boards. It's actually Boards and Swords. but Actually, I call it the right name because it's just what I bring to the table. What, the corrective elements to it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's just a rule. Fortunately, yeah. Uh, yeah. Rules for gosh, but uh, chumps. Yeah, they are. Um, but they didn't have to buy five thousand pounds worth of bottled water this year. Oh yes, I mean it was still disgustingly warm, but versus the previous uh, <laughs> the previous visit, it was not that disgustingly warm that we thought we were dying. It, it was warm and wet. Which is the perfect combination. combination for a nerd-based tournament. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that could be misinterpreted. A- anyway, yeah, so... Warm, wet nerds. You mm, heard of first people. It's part of the appeal. Um, <laughs> yeah, Boards and Swords. A great venue. Um, it's sort of almost like a mini version of the Welsh one in that it's got a massive glass front but it's a lot smaller. Yes. Yeah, they, they do well to have some money in in the small space. They really do maximise their space. Bit tight upstairs, but like the guys who run it are, are like our ace, and it is a good venue, and they always put on a good event. And it's right next to Warmer World, if you want to do two. That is a bonus. Yeah, do a bit of a visit. Anyway, uh, the games... Um, I think what in order it was um, Blood and Glory for game one, then it was Battle Line for game two, yep. uh, Battle for the Pass game three, uh, Dawn Attack for game four, and Meet and Engagement nope. game five. No, no, Meet and Engagement game four, Meet- Dawn Attack game five. Yep, uh, I'm wrong there. That's correct. Meet and Engagement game four, Dawn Attack game five. So, uh, day two, the, the worst. Possible back-to-back scenarios. Yeah, like, if you were spiders, like if, if you were undead, you had to wait for all the pain till day two. Yeah. Um, <laughs> those are the two. Sort of really help you sleep well. <laughs> Look forward to that. Um, so uh, we don't need to go fully into the list, but just recap on what you took to Derby, and I'll do the same for what I took. Yeah. So um, my lord was a Strigoi Ghoul King. Um, he was on with the Sword of Bloodshed for the plus three extra attacks and the good old Dragon Bane gem, which comes as standard on a Ghoul King. Flying Horror and a little bit, sorry, and then and Red Fury. So Flying Horror was the, the sort of the out there pick to let him be fully flexible against non shooting lists, so that didn't happen. Um, but also for long bomb charges, which, uh, which is just a little sort of sneaky trick. Mast, level four Necromancer on Law of Death. Uh, level 2 Scroll Caddy on Vamps, Doom Banshee, 
um, who probably will be getting dropped if I, when I use next use me VC. Um, 40 skeleton warriors, two blocks of 40 zombies, a block of 20 zombies, two direwolves, uh, two units of five direwolves, that is, two units of five hex wraiths, a bat swarm, a spirit host, uh, a vargluff, and my uh, two favourite little bods, me two terrorgeists, for a minus two comp score. Gotta have them in. Gotta have them. Uh, Big Dave and Little Dave. <laughs> And name them as well. Yeah, well, one's still got their spikes, and the other one's spikes are somehow embedded in my flesh, probably somewhere. <laughs> I think the same thing happened with uh, Steve's Magma Dragon. Magma Dragons deserve it, though. Oh, that's that's a Steve. Fact. Yeah, horrendous. horrendous. Um, well, mine was the slightly different one. So the general's a prince um, with a giant blade and um, dawnstone. An art mage on the Lord Shadow with the standard book and talisman. Uh, sea helm, 20 archers, 14 silver helms, uh, 5 reavers, 40 phoenix guard, and then 4 bolt throwers and 2 great eagles. Really different feel to your list, wasn't it, compared to your normal, what, your normal list? It was different. Um, I don't think I used it as well as I sh- could have if I'd done any practice games with it. Yeah, very different for you though. So it's not a surprise that um, sort of you maybe didn't maximise the use of it like you might have mm, it's, otherwise. I didn't do particularly well at Derby. However, I really like this list, so it's a bit it's a bit hard to reconcile. Um. Which we'll get into it. I mean, how did you feel just in general? That you did you like your list or not? I did, I did but it is a it is a list that's very similar to what I tend to play with VC. Um, Banshee did quite quite literally. I mean, not to spoil the, the summary of my games, but quite literally nothing. I don't think across the entire weekend. <laughs> um, so that's a hundred points of well, anything else. <laughs> would have been better, frankly. <laughs> like it was just a little bit crap. Um, well, you, you, but, you know that now. You've, you've field play tested that. So. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, but that said, that, like the rest of the list performed pretty much exactly mm, ish how I'd expect. Like, I'm not going to lie. Across the weekend, we'll come on to them game by game, but the. Big Dave and Little Dave, the two terrorists, did what can only be described as some seriously heavy lifting across the weekend for the rest of the list. <laughs> well, yeah, like, mine was... I did enjoy it. Like, I enjoyed taking cavalry. I enjoyed having a prince with a strength seven... Well, with a plus three strength sword. But using them was like, I'm not... Because I always take all infantry lists or flyers trying to relearn the cavalry game um, during a tournament, which I've done before, just with dragons or uh, phoenixes, <laughs> uh, wasn't ideal, but I still enjoyed it. So I've got mixed feelings about this list. And the, the four bolt throwers, as is standard, either did nothing at all in about three of the games or apparently just couldn't miss in two of the games. So it was very swingy. 
And again, either the the silver helms did nothing and just got shot, or <laughs> they did something. <laughs> There's no like middle way with a lot of these things, but we'll, we'll get onto that. But I did um I did enjoy playing the list. I would take it again, but I probably would alter the eagle claw bolt throwers a bit. Probably drop them and take something a bit more reliable. I don't know what it will be, but anyway. So who do you Phoenix. play? Sorry, go on. Phoenixes. Phoenixes. That's your more reliable thing instead of your both thrust. It, it is a lot more reliable, but then it's a lot more expensive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Guns and chumps. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, it, it sounds good. Don't be able to dump 24 shots into something, but when you roll 23 twos and threes, you're hitting at long range, it's just gutting. Right. Yeah, Phoenix would have been handy now. So who did you play game one? Game one, I played Jonathan and his Iles, who now played, I think, three out of the last four tournaments we've both been to. He keeps saying he wants to play me. I'm like, we've done it. It's been done. Did it at the first Cardiff. Um, Obviously, the draw was done prior, and it was... It was nice. Like you never have a. I've never had a bad game at any event. Like to be fair, that triple crown run. But um, uh, going into the game, like it was nice knowing I was like playing Jonathan because it's all like say, now the third time we've played, and it's always a genuinely close and well played, well fought game. So yeah, we were battle line against um, high elves or the. The worst of the elves, depending on how you feel about it. I mean, we'll not to, you, obviously. We'll, you we'll have to cut that. that yeah. This, yeah. <laughs> this is a pro high elf podcast. <laughs> the, most, the most arrogant of the elves. Is that actually true? Anyway, therefore so, the best. The, the other elves, the 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 the, the, the lighter coloured elves that aren't hippies. <laughs> um, yeah, so play Jonathan's high elves um, with an arcane phoenix, which is that. Sort of model you can see on the right hand side there, and it is it was very cool. Um, some funky rules, uh, and the model that he's got for it, and the paint job he's done, it was really was really nice. Um, so yeah, it was a it was a close game. We set up sort of well, ended up being quite heavily to the right hand side of the table as Jonathan had bunk essentially bunkered down in the bubble that Alariel gives a bubble ward save and then that stupid phoenix thing gives bubble combat bonuses and like all sorts of crazy nonsense um did you have it dishing out frenzy yes oh yeah i didn't massively come into play to be honest but um but it did it did have that rule and also, like we can see on the photo, that this is after Vanguard, so I'd got quite aggressive with me hex wraiths. Oh yeah, look at them! Yeah, really aggressive. Now, unbeknownst to me, he had upgraded his Phoenix to have magical attacks versus undead. Who does that? Well, well Jonathan, for that, for, just for me. <laughs> it's almost like he knew. So, um, turn one starts and like Jonathan goes first and that eagle not eagle sorry that that arcane phoenix does this crazy um 18 inch just in any direction move 
in a straight line. Uh, the Ember Storm. That's the one. Ember Storms into my hex wraiths and well, wipes them out. I was like, oh, cool. <laughs> but that's not hugely what I was expecting um, to be to be brutally honest, but um, that caught us by a little bit by surprise, to be honest, a little bit on the hop. Um, but then uh, I managed to sort of bring Terrorgeists round. Um, they screamed off that Phoenix, as Terrorgeists are wont to do. Yeah, it's got no save. The uh, No, it has no. I mean, not the, yeah, unless it's got a ward, it, doesn't, it, it has no right to stand up to my beautiful big bats. Um, so that happened, and then I sort of, sort of started taking control of that right hat, that right flank, and um, then that, he's, the regular Phoenix put a charge in the combat with him with, with the Terrorgeist, and that proceeded to be possibly the biggest wit fest <laughs> that the world has ever seen. Um, it was absolutely nonsense, frankly. Um, I think the Terrorgeist did eventually kill it, but uh, it took. Turns and turns and turns, and that was with getting with screaming at it every turn. It might have even killed the Terrorgeist in combat, and the other Terrorgeist screamed it off. Like it was genuinely outrageous. Like that Phoenix should have been dead quite quickly, and it it, it frankly wasn't. Between the Lariel's bubble ten inch uh, ten LD ten and a bubble ward save, um, it was a hard army to shift. So so Jonathan came forward. Aggressively, once I'd killed that phoenix, and we did meet in the middle of a, a bit of a sort of grind fest as um, that white lion block that he's got there in the middle that you can see with a Lariel in it, um, and I believe another character. I just fed all like zombies um, for the most part, to be honest, and it just took a while for him to grind through them. Uh, meanwhile, I started taking out other bits and pieces. And this game massively swung essentially on on one thing, and it was an incredibly close game. But my, um, I'm not sure if the next four was it at all. If I sent it to you, um, maybe he's not. The my the Vargulf got into his back lines. Now it went into then event then it, we, I took out the unit with a banner at the back which meant I had to kill one more unit with a banner, but that was either a Lariel, the white lion block that I couldn't shift, or a block of Phoenix, a block of stubborn Phoenix guard, um, which is just never a treat. And I spirit leached out, so I stopped the main stubborn because I spirit leached out Core Hill, which was just beautiful, beautiful. Excellent. It, yeah. it was also the only thing that unit had with a magical attack, so I could ah. then I could then attack it with a... Spirit host. Um, but anyway, they end up in combat with a Vargulf. And the Vargulf was on one, uh, three wounds, one, two wounds, three wounds left. He did six wounds to the Vargulf. And I made all of my four up regen saves. Was that the picture of the dice that you sent me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I made all six regen saves. The Vargulf then attacks back <clears throat> and does six wounds, I think it was, back to the Phoenix Guard. Jonathan then proceeds to make none 
of the four ward saves. None at all. Which gives enough wounds that I win combat. <laughs> He's then on a pen up um, LD test, which he then proceeds to roll an 11 for. He's good at that. And I chase down and kill the Phoenix God, which means because of Blood and Glory, uh, I won the game. Uh, I think it was about our turn four, I think it was. Um, it was a very, very good game. Very close. If it hadn't been, if it hadn't been after Blood and Glory and you continue to just genuinely play it out, um, or you could break back like some of their scenarios are in the GT, um, I think there's a good chance he would have broke us back. Um, but as it happens, I broke him on turn four. Uh, I think roughly, I think it was anyway, and, and took the win. A really good game, um, and it was a good start, to be honest. On an aside, we then did have a, it didn't matter, but we had a, a Lariel versus a Ghoul King off. And just so everyone knows, the Ghoul King, despite Lariel's two up ward save, the Ghoul King did kill her in two rounds of combat, despite the fact that she hits on threes and does D6 wounds on threes as well. But it didn't matter. The Ghoul King is the champion. Yeah, because he's... Take that High Elves and a Lariel. This, this is what you get for using End Times characters. Just... Well, it's what you get for using that End Times character. A different End Times character had a different story at the event. <laughs> yeah, because he's yeah, using... A uh, medium-sized Lariel. Yeah, so it's only a minus... Lariel, the Icon of Isha. It's a minus um, seven or six? Minus... Mm, oh, whatever. But oh, she gives right. a five-up regen... Uh, so he hits on threes, wounds on threes, or something like that, does d6 wounds to force of destruction. Uh, she's just, she is tasty. Um, and she picks up spells however she wants at the start of a game from a selection. Uh, rules for them from the selection, sorry. She uh, um, dishes out, is it 12 inch uh, ward save? Five yeah. ward save? Yeah. So tough game, like genuinely tough game. Um, but it was, a, it, was, it was a win for the VC. Um, and deep down, everybody wants that. Well, every VC player, maybe. Well, I mean, let's be honest. The only good elf is a dead elf. <laughs> yeah, we'll bleep that out. <laughs> Unless it's a wood elf. I'm perfectly happy with that. Uh, speaking of elves, my first game was against the Dark Elves. Your uh, favourite opponent. Uh, yeah. <laughs> It's it's sort of like Dark Elves again, hooray, <laughs> every time I get drawn against them. Um, but, you know, whatever. You, you've got to do it, I suppose. Um, so this is how it's set up. Uh, there's a, a witch star there in the middle. Uh, that's a unit of Sisters of Slaughter, which you don't see very often. They've got... Um, you don't see them very often, do you? No, they've got a four ward saving combat. And I think they negate ranks or something like that. They've got some thing that they can do. They're not as good as Witch Elves, and it's the same kit, which is probably why you never see them. Um, that's a unit of uh, Executioners right at the top there. Um, he's got uh, Crossbowmen in the forest and one Bolt Thrower. Marathi's there, and then there's my favourite Doomfire Warlocks, uh, which you've vanguarded up. Um 
this is like I try. I didn't know really what to do with the cavalry because I didn't want them to get anywhere near the sisters because they've got the fort board saving combat and the rank negation and stuff like that. I didn't fancy that, even though I've got two up armor. So I end up sending the uh, silver helm bus around this rock to sort of go see if they can come back. Which they kind of do later on, but it doesn't really work. Um, shooting, I think I thinned down the um, cauldron a bit, but it, it's sort of it's all the the whole army sort of pressing against the uh, where the Phoenix Guard are. On the far side, you'll see you can just see the tray from my Reavers um, and his uh, Dark Riders. They they have a fight for five turns, um, which the dark which the um, Reavers eventually win. Hey. Uh, so, yeah, so that was going nowhere. Um, where's the next one? Oh, yeah, that's it. So that's, that eventually happens. Um, the Witch Elves charge the um, Phoenix Guard. I'll make a huge error in he challenges with the BSB. And for some reason, I, I don't know if I was smoking crack or something, I accept with the champion i why on earth immediately i thought why on earth have you done that because that she kills him and there's no like i lose the combat but i'm still steadfast so but i could have won that and broken that and turned around and faced the um sisters that are coming the other way so that one ludicrous decision probably cost me the game because they these get whittled down, the Phoenix guy get whittled down. Um, the sisters sort of come round and um, attack them in the side. Uh, the dark shots get killed by the um, silver helms. But uh, again, similar to what happens with uh, the Phoenix guard in your game, um, they just they fail. A leadership test. Uh, of course they do. Of course they do, uh, and break, and then that's me broken, and I'm off the board. Um, the game. Yeah, but there wasn't that many left. I think there's only like it, it gets down to like there's the mage, the BSB, and about three Phoenix guards left, and then they get hit. Because if I'd broke, if I defeated them at the start, or when I could have done it by refusing that challenge, there'd have been enough of them to turn around and take on whatever was left. But that was like one ludicrous decision chain reaction throughout the rest of the game uh so it wasn't a great start no i don't think the um the bolt throwers were that effective the archers as i remember did more damage to the witches than the the bolt throwers the archers are always your most destructive unit yeah they you see they drop everything and just take an army just take of a, archers. two hordes of archers two 50 archer blocks three Four? Four? Yeah. Shadow Mage? <laughs> Laughing. Shadow Mage and Metal Mage. Yeah. There you go. There's your next list. You need to get a lot more archers and get them painted. <laughs> I don't, if I had any more, I've, got, I've only got 30. If I had any more, I would use more. Um, but yeah, it's. I think I've got a mental block now when it comes to Dark Elves and that I just think, oh, well, I've lost this from the start. And when you just see that cauldron and Marath, you really, you and, really don't like coming up against the witch elf star, do you? It's just unless you've got life magic or 
like I didn't have fiery convocation. I didn't have life because if I had life on this, that'd have been easy. Well, not easy, but it would have been a bit easier because you can just kill them before they even get anywhere near you. But they they've got every advantage and against high elves in the first round they've got no disadvantage they're still getting re-rolls on hatred they're still poison they're still re-rolling every wound the only wound the wound on fours anyway you've got the chariot which does impact attacks and it's like it's how do you get rid of that other than shooting it or six dice fiery convocation in it or you could just not accept the challenge with your champion and beat them. Well, that would be the... Or <laughs> fighting in combat and not accept an idiotic challenge. They could, you could do that. <laughs> uh, I don't know what I was thinking on there. Well, still happy, yeah. Yeah. There was another point in the game where I, I think it was a seven-inch charge to go into the executioners with the Phoenix Guard. I probably should have done that. But I was thinking if they hold or I don't overrun enough the witches will just be right into the flank of the phoenix guard and I know he's got the I've got the BSB reform um, but one you can always fail it and two I can't move him out of combat and he's worth two isn't he? Or is no, one, one 42 one. points um, so you can't get out of combat. I can't protect them out of combat. There's going to be a load of attacks going into them, and you'll probably die. So I don't know. Maybe I should have done it and just risked getting a high enough overrun to get out of the way. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's always easy to second guess yourself afterwards, isn't it? Well, or instantly afterwards when you say, yeah. "Why did you accept that challenge?" Yeah. Not that like that was the only thing I would have like crushed the Dark Elves if I didn't make that decision. I was, you know, it's, it's Matt, so he's he's a very good player. Um, but it, it's sort of it's now I've got to beat him next because having just settled our previous vendetta, yeah, he's now back in the lead. So not only that, but he's beaten you with Dark Elves. Anyone can beat anyone with Dark Elves. They're just. Not, not that I'm bitter. It's not, it's not his fault he's now playing, he's joined you playing for Chama. Okay. <laughs> I would never say that. People can use whatever army they want within the core rules. They can use whatever they want. Especially Dor, because everyone's within plus or minus two, so there's clearly a balance it's, list. It's clearly, it's when they bring in Monstrous Arcanum and End Time stuff, that's when I start having an issue. Anyway, it was a good game. It was marred by stupid decisions that I made without thinking. All good game against Matt, wasn't it? Yeah. To be fair. Yeah, no, you were saying like it's nice that you know, you know, you know, your first game is gonna be good. And you're gonna be playing someone that's fun to play against. Yeah. But he had no leverage over me this time, because last time he had that Arcane Phoenix for us, which he held back <laughs> until we'd finished the game. So he had nothing on us this time. Anyway, yeah, that, that was a loss. It was, yeah. I forget what it was, but it wasn't a, it wasn't like well, 100 points. Doesn't make difference, is it? No. Doesn't make any difference. You win or you lose, yeah. doesn't matter. Derby. Uh, so, well, game two was... Uh, game two was Battle Line. Battle Line, it was, yeah. So, 
That wasn't the yeah. entirety of your army. But... It wasn't. Um, so game two, oh, I was... Yeah, game two, I, again, this is after Vanguard. Um, game two, I played against uh, Scott uh, with his Wood Elves. Uh, first time Scott and I played, and it was a, it was a really good game. Um, despite despite what can only be described as the war crimes he committed against us. Um, I, think was, I think his list is a war crime, really. His list, his list is a war crime. <laughs> so, um, this, this Wood Elf list, holy mother of God, <laughs> it's got... So it's got two um, units of True Flight Glade Guard. A unit of Glade Guard that is plus one to wound forces of destruction, and a unit of Glade Guard that is as arcane bodkins for minus armor. Not that that makes any difference at the, in, inherently. He then has two scouts with Hagbane, two blocks of ten scouts with Hagbane, which is obviously poisoned attacks. Um, he then has a unit of 20, I'm sorry, 20 Weir Watchers. <laughs> <laughs> he then has I didn't know what a Waywatcher was before this tournament and now, now I'm, now I'm fully aware of what a Waywatcher <laughs> is um, he then has two eagles for the sacrificial lambs um, he also he has then the Sisters of Twilight on uh, Gwindalore or whatever it's called the eagle which makes them re-roll their missed shooting attacks which is a treat and Bunkered right in the very centre of this. <laughs> it's absolutely beautiful, yet disgusting army <laughs> is a Lariel incarnate of life um, who gives a bubble for regen within 12 inches, uh, is a low master life, um, Recovers a wound every turn that you take one off at, and also any other character within 12 inches with multiple wound recovers a wound. It's not just characters, it's everything within 12 inches. Yeah, yeah. It's not, sort of anything that's multiple wound, then sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is on top of her wound, so technically she can recover two wounds a turn. Oh, yeah. For clarity. And obviously. she's life made, so if there's any wounds yeah. left to heal up afterwards, she just has to cast them. Uh, if, you don't, if you don't kill her in one, you're not killing her. <laughs> and, and for clarity. You're just not killing her. Okay. If there's any any confusion how this goes, you're not killing her. <laughs> how did you defeat this uh, list? Well, I mean, this may not be a spoiler from when I said he committed war crimes against <laughs> us, but uh, I did not, in fact, defeat this list. I'm shocked. <laughs> uh, genuinely, really good game. I was relatively pleased with how I managed against it, bearing in mind how it went. So I got very aggressive with my vanguards, as you can see. Because I was very conscious that I need to get close to them with as much as I can, as quick as I can, because everything's going to die when it's at range. And, unfortunately, Scott got the first turn, which when I have 13 drops is not uh... probably a surprise. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, turn one starts, and the barrage of magical shooting begins. And in turn one, uh, Scott killed both units of hex wraiths, um, a unit of dogs, Good. a spirit host, 
and put one of the Terrorgeists down to one wound, all in one. <laughs> Which was just... Oh, but such a good guy, it was such a good game, I'd, I'd, I'd really cry about it. But it was a cracking game. Uh, so, that was turn one, and the war crime begins, which is what it should really be paraphrased as. Um, then, I I just throw me Terrorgeists for one. I was like, well, they're going to get shot and killed really quickly anyway, so they go bombing up the um, board. My dogs move around forward, and then everything I can march, essentially, just marches forward into the into the barrage of shooting that's about to come my way. Like um, killing fields you are walking into. Oh, it's like the opening of Saving Private Ryan where things just go forward <laughs> to just die. Um, so, yeah, that happens. Then something glorious does happen in my turn one. I scream off. I do manage to scream off one of the units of Glade God. The glorious thing is, though, that that panics the Sisters of Twilight and they run off the board. Oh, that's something. Look, when you've had the horrendous damage that I had on turn one, I'm taking anything as a moral victory, and that was certainly a moral victory. And panic continues to be my friend two, turns, two games in a row. That's the thing. Elves guarantee to fail leadership tests. They're not a high leadership army. Um, we're then going to turn two. And what is then added to the pile of um, death by magic bullfire is the Terrorgeist that was on one wound, unsurprisingly, although he did tank more damage than I've expected him to. So he dies, and my Vargulf also dies. Bless him. Um, but he's not doing the Hail Mary save. He is not. He, you know, he, he had his moment in game one. <laughs> um, that moment was glorious, but short-lived. Um, because he was very, very much decimated in in this, and um, I'd stupidly oh no, he wasn't shot. That's that's not true. I'd stupidly position him so the wild riders could have a charge at him. Oh well, you which would have been fine, except they had the flaming banner naturally, um, which then became less fine when they killed him and then overran and no blocker zombies. With a mage, with me level two mage in, so I burnt his dispel scroll really quickly, as you can imagine, before he died. Is that just dispel? Um, I don't know, drain magic. Whatever or... it was, I can't remember what it was. Know, the woods, it? Um, so then my turn two, which is the picture you can see there. Um, Eagle Sergeant shines. I've got a Terrorgeist in the back line now, so this is this is positive because this Terrorgeist's alive um, for a start, <laughs> and. At this point, this is when I actually did use the fact that my Ghoul King could fly. So I charged my Bat Swarms into that, you know, Glade Riders you could see in the middle there. A Glade Guard, sorry. He stood and shot at the Glade, the Bat, naturally. I then charged my Ghoul King out of the unit. Um, which was beautiful with his fly, fly and charge. Um, he then proceeded to do... I think he went to combat. Whatever. He did the Ghoul King did thirteen wounds in one round of combat. Um, That's going to be pretty near the limit of how many he can actually do. Yeah, maximum you can do sixteen. <laughs> However, of those thirteen, 
a large portion of them were then saved on Alariel's bubble for <laughs> region, which I cannot begin to tell you was incredibly upsetting. Um, there, was two, there was some like a couple of glade guard left, and they then and and it was in a forest, so he was stubborn. Oh yeah. So I was hoping at this stage that um, they would have he would have blitzed through them to be honest, and overran into the unit behind. Because at this point, I actually thought I could salvage like a respectable... I was, I was obviously massively losing, I could really push the respectability of it. Um, Paragace was starting to fly around and, and kill some stuff at this stage as well, which is beautiful. Um, and then, to be honest, that is kind of what happens uh, for the rest of the game to a point in the fact that the Glade Riders kill those zombies. Uh, not clear, sorry, the Wild Riders kill those zombies. Um, and then they overrun off in a direction. They uh, Them and the Way Watchers end up going into combat with the skeletons just to. And they end up killing them. I kill the Eagles. Me Ghoul King eventually, after more regen saves, kills a couple of units of Glade Guard. Terrorgeist screams off several more units of Glade Guard, slash panics them off. Um, at the end of the game, I had left um, my Ghoul King, a Terrorgeist, a Bat Swarm, and one unit of zombies. That said, all Scott had left at the end of the game was a fleeing unit of Scouts, a very heavily depleted unit of Glade Guard, one Eagle, I think, and Wild Riders, and that massive block of Waywatchers. So I didn't say all, there was quite a lot left. It was a solid win to the Wood Elves, but a genuinely good game. And um, Scott's list is legitimately horrific. It's hard to get points I mean, off Wood Elves. It's a, it's a terrible matchup for, for BC anyway, because all of their shooting is magical, so they can just kill all of you. Ethereal stuff very easily. Um, and they can pick on the things that matter. But that all said, me Ghoul King did well. And me Terrorgeist, that the Terrorgeists, although one of them died in turn two, they did 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 did, did a did a trick for us. Um the other one, great game. The other one pick up the slack. Oh yeah, did I? Yeah, yeah. I mean only it, between the Terrorgeist essentially the Terrorgeist and the Ghoul King killed Everything that was killed, the zombies might have killed one unit in combat. Otherwise, uh, nothing else killed anything. Although having the bat swarms give all the strikes last, so therefore me Ghoul King went first, was a treat, to be honest. Oh, that helped. That's a nice combo. Um, but yeah, like it was always going to be a challenging game. If I'd have managed to steal the first turn, I'd have been much more positive. But I didn't, so it's irrelevant. Um, so you just got shot. I just well, like I said, I'd, I'd taken off so much before I even got to have a turn. It was it was outrageous. Um, it's a really well put together list. Uh, Alariel, the Incarnate of Life, is disgusting. Um, in this kind of list, it was it was, a, it, and Scott plays it very very well. Uh, it was a really good game, really challenging game, but uh, I, I did very much enjoy it despite the loss. It was it was very good. Excellent. 
That all said, if anyone could just avoid drawing me against that kind of list again in the future, <laughs> that would be a treat. Well, unlucky. That, uh, <laughs> this is the new meta. Uh, well, speaking of end times characters, uh, my second game, I was playing uh, Gelt's incarnate version Ooh. Uh, against the Empire. Uh, so this was just straight battle line, wasn't it? So, yeah, um, I think he had a bus of Empire Knights, a big block of Great Swords, a big block of Halberdiers, uh, the Hurricanum, a steam tank, uh, some Outriders, uh, a cannon, and then Gelt himself. Um, I had no idea what Gelt did, um, which I found out during this game. Uh, so... I move everything up because I think, well, might as well be aggressive with this. And then he teleports three units off the board with this um, yeah. crucible thing. Like, whoa, what's, yeah. what's going on here? So, yeah, you can just pick up himself and three units off the board. It, it, it doesn't even have to be him. It can just be D3 units. Is it D3 units, I think it is? It's D3, yeah. Yeah. Um, this this is this bound spell he's got. So even if he he might have miscast it, uh, or I might have just I don't know. I can't I can't remember letting him do it or just miscasting it or just failing. I can't remember how, but he did it in the first turn anyway. So he takes the unit of great swords, the um, unit halberdiers, uh, gelt, and I think he takes the knights off. So there's there's literally nothing. <laughs> I'm not basically yeah, the, 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 the take D6 wounds, don't they? Yeah, so when they come back on, they take D6 minus one um, wounds when they come back. Yeah, which is fine when you've got hordes of great swords and halberdiers. Yeah, that, that's fine. Um, so in in my phase, uh, I've got very little to shoot at. So I think I should take a few shots at the outriders who don't panic um i might take a wound or two off the steam tank with a single shot bolt thrower just to try and make it explode um and then there's nothing really for me to do uh so where are we here oh right that's a bit later on so i'll keep on this one but in his turn you can just teleport on and it happens before the charge phase so you just drop anywhere you like and um declare a charge so yep. um, the Phoenix Guard are in the middle of the, the board and they he drops his halberdiers in the flank of them. He drops the great swords and the knights next to my Silverhelm bus, I think. And he drops Gelt by the bolt thrower by these ruins at the bottom. Well, I think, well, that's interesting. So I've lost the Silverhelms because they're not going to stand up to Empire Knights and great swords charging them but i think well the phoenix guard will be all right because even if he's in the flank i'll just reform and um they should be able to handle the the halberdiers so that's pretty much what happens um i'm sure he does charge the silver helms because that's like a yeah i think he does well anyway the silver helms end up dying or running off or something like that they're not very impactful in the game the Phoenix Guard just turn around and murder all of the uh, halberdiers, and then As they do. yeah, and then because of that, they can turn around and charge the great swords in the next turn. Um, the eagle and the reavers, I think they go around the top. I think they either charge the 
outriders or shoot them off the board. And then they go into the cannon. So I've got rid of some of the stuff coming at us, which it's not that important with no phoenixes, but it is, you know, I still want rid of the cannon and that. The, um, <laughs> the, the both of a crew get charged by Gelt, but they managed to do a wound on them, which is, um, oh, sorry, two seconds. Um, so they managed to do a wound on Geld. Uh, they said, oh, hooray. They don't kill him, but it's a moral victory. Indeed. Um, uh, so that's going quite well, um, which I think when we're up to here. So yeah, so that's what's left of the great sword. The, the Phoenix Guard going at the side of them, he eventually decides, I think... It must have been about turn four or five. He decides to, because I didn't know you could do this, you just teleport them out of combat. I didn't know you could do that. I didn't know you could do it out of combat, to be honest. Yeah, just to save the points, but I think it was a, a brilliant idea because um, you can preserve the points and put them somewhere that you kind of get to. Uh, yes, that's, that's what's them. So they're, because, they're, because they're stubborn, he just keeps them in a two-depth... Um, Formation, because it doesn't matter. Uh, they're still testing on their stubborn leadership, so I can only get yeah, yeah. was it four, eight, twelve? I only get sixteen hits into them. Um, but I'm quite lucky that they whittle them down. He puts the warrior priest in there because um, he's got a one up or two up armor. But they they just kill them, which normally you would expect them to last a bit longer than that with a one up armor. But they kill they kill them in one turn, so that's just getting whittled down. Pulls them out of combat, and when they come back in. Um, I think he just kills off most of his remaining units by rolling badly with the, the D6 wound oh. thing. So the great swords all die um, when they try to teleport back out. Um, the war wag, the um, Huracanum takes a couple of wounds. Um, the steam tank, uh, it's coming towards me archers, but I just charge them and think, well, I'll probably cast Mind Razor, which does happen. So they kill the, the steam tank. Um, so I think by the end, all he's got left is Gelt himself, uh, the Huracanum, I think some Empire Knights, because I'll probably just shoot the rest, of, try to shoot the rest of them with a bolt thrower. So that ends up with a win. Uh, I think it was like three or four hundred points difference. But um, solid, interesting. Yeah, end times. I mean, all the end times characters should be on, should never be allowed back because the end times didn't happen. Well, as you know, point A, yeah, this is just fan fiction. The end times, but Gelt is Gelt is wild. He's not bro as broken as like some of the others, but his special ability to take off cap units is just mental. But the fact that it's before the charge phase happens, you just drop them behind, and you can just do what you want, charge into the rear of anything. I, you can't. The only thing that can account, that can counter that is the Sea Helm that I can think of. Mm. Yeah, because if you get fifty great swords into the rear, there's not much you can do about that. No, there's that's fair. There's not a lot you can do about that. <laughs> you can test. Yeah, I can try and survive and reform in the next phase if there's anything left of you. Mm. Um, yeah, but it was a learning experience. He's not as bad as Alariel, I don't think. 
No, and you can just shoot him because he has to be by himself. And he has a three up board against shooting, but it is only a three up board. I just don't think he's got anything in. Well, he's got his mounted save, hasn't he? In, in combat, combat like, yeah. that, if you get into combat with him, he just dies. But had I not had a sea helm, I don't know how. Yeah, been screwed. yeah I don't know what, what you would do. You just have to give up that unit. But that's that's the army. That's like 900 points right there. But it was. That's a lot of points for one unit. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. It's the way to play it. But I was. I mean, I, that, that was the a common trend in a lot of um, armies that, that had one block that I struggled to shift. That was a lot of points. But that's a good counter to it. And I'll just drop in this unit behind it. And uh, it's it's not nice. <laughs> You're in bullied. Bullied off Gelt. Mm. Well, now I know. Taught them some magic. And then think, they screwed you over. Now they think they're the best. But um, it was a learning experience. This was against Tim. So, it was again, it was a good game because he's a... Uh, yeah, Tim's a good, yeah, really good guy. Good guy to play. Uh, yeah, he is. But he was unlucky in that he could, if he if he saved the great swords, if he hadn't rolled a far a six and killed them all, I mean that's mm. that would have been a big swing in points. Um, because I mean he got all the bolt throwers. He got did he get the? I can't remember if he got the BSB, but he he had a, a fair few points. Um, and if he if he taken them out, then I can't get them. He could teleport them to the other side of the get the board behind some ru rubble, and they just be you know you kind of get them in turn six. They just save points. Uh, he was just unlucky on these rolls. I think that's how the knights died as well. They were teleported off. Yeah, I mean the the thing is with Geld, as you do it, if once your troops get smaller. You just get smaller. You do run that risk of killing them, and it's to trick you on with knights because one of their strengths, their amazing armor save, but they don't get that because they just die. They just take these wounds. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's amazing for ability to use on hordes of great swords and halberdiers, etc. Though that can yeah. just soak d six wounds quite merrily. Yeah, they would. They weren't bothered by it because it happened in the first when he first did it. Um, yeah. So he, because they'd been through a lot of combat, and that there was. Just enough of them to die to D six minus one. <laughs> so I can't. That's not oh, strategy that's on my part. That's just luck. Yeah. I mean, that's the, the thing to do. Yeah. I, I like that's the thing to do. Keep them side on. Better lucky I, than good, Mark. <laughs> yeah. There's a motto. Uh, but anyway, that was so. That was a that was a win. Um, but it was a, it was a good game. It was an interesting game because mm. it's, you know, different. It's a real different yeah. setup against something like Gelt, isn't it? Because uh, it's so different to play. I get it. Because if I'd had no sea helm, I'd have been finished. I wouldn't know what to do. Yeah. But, so. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, so game three was battle for the pass. Game three was battle for the pass. And there is a battle for the pass. There is a battle for the pass again. This is after Vanguard. Uh, is it after Vanguard? Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, it is. Um, after Vanguard. So I was playing Adam and his Dark Elves, and it was a really it, similar to yourself. It was a very different list than what he would normally run. He had this is wild. Um, three blocks of ten 
Dark Riders. Yeah. A block of ten. Um, oh, warlocks, obviously. Oh, warlocks, yeah. Then a, then, then a block of cold ones with um, a BSB character in there. He then had um, a block of 21-ish executioners. He then had a level 4 sorceress, I think on death, on a black dragon. Like, kudos for that. That's That's awesome. It was that, yeah. I mean, legend. And um, his general was a hero character on a Pegasus, which is the one you can see sort of up in the left near the down from the Brolox. It's actually on like a almost a woven looking thing, but it's it's actually a dark Pegasus. Um, so really quite a different list and just very very mobile for the most part. Um, it's- it's almost like pseudo avoidance, isn't it? Except it's got a yeah. big combat block. Yeah. And um the cold ones. The cold ones. And like to be fair, again, like appreciate it's almost not like a broke record, but cracking game, like Adam's a friend. Um but we we played a few times, we always have an absolute blast, and this was absolutely no no different. It was it was wild. Um so I think I think I went first um, and started a bit of manoeuvring, moving things up. Got got a little bit cheeky with me spirit host and sort of marched them forward a little bit, like repositioned me troops to maybe be a bit more useful. And then I proceeded to miscast and kill my level four wizard. <laughs> well, that's... Uh... Oh, sorry, sorry. I was, I'm getting ahead of myself. That was turn two of mine. Turn one, I right. miscast and give everyone who could channel took a strength six hit. Um, and then turn two, he miscast again and died, went down the hole. So, hard and magical superiority that Adam in on turn two, which was which was a treat. Um, but then it was Operation, like well, getting the combat and, and whatnot. So. Um, we continue to sort of hold the lines a little bit with um, like I maneuver me paragast around a little bit and move forward with the spirit host again. The dogs sort of die. Um, he kills things from range, etc. I managed to charge that unit, bottom unit of hex rates that uh, you can see there. That that they they turn one they make a charge at the um. Those wild, those dark riders. Then he flees, and then he, he ends up double fleeing anyway. I don't catch up. Then turn two, he rallies, and he ha- I charge him again with the hex rates, and he has to hold, otherwise he's going to run off the board because of the angle. Um. So the, eventually, the hex rates do kill that unit, but it took far, far longer than it should have, considering he can't hurt me. Okay, so then something that ended up being glorious happened the spirit host i think it was charged the the unit of dark riders up at the top eventually like obviously we've maneuvered around etc etc this is turn two or three i think spirit host charges them they flee spirit host chooses to redirect into his general on the dark pegasus dot he has to then hold because if he flees 
unless he rolls double one, he'd be off the board. And I was like, ah, well, I charge, so maybe it'll take, he'll hold him for a couple of turns. Turns out his general did not have a magical attack. And <laughs> what was glorious is that eventually that said general dies and the spirit horse has taken all of the credit. Um, now, some people may argue that X something else joined them in combat, like whatever. It was all down to that spirit host. I think I saw this. It was hilarious. Yeah, we were on the table next to one another, weren't we? At this stage, yeah. it was uh, this game. This whole game was hilarious, and it really swung. Like early game, like started well for us. Then I miscast on me wizard and died, and then Adam like really started to put the pressure on with magic dominance. Um, tried throwing out some spirit leeches, which frankly, against me, I thought was rude. Like. Get, get your own trademark. That's what I would like, say. Yeah. Like, I am not here to be spirit leeched. I am here to spirit leech. I mean, I'm not because I've managed to miscast and kill me wizard <laughs> in turn two. That's the only on reason he could do it. On principle, though, how dare he? Um, the, at one point, the, the source of the, the source on the dragon even goes into um, combat with a terrorgeist and kills the terrorgeist in combat. When I say she, the, the black dragon's breath weapon kills the terrorgeist in combat. Oh, yeah. Um, but I thought it was a ballsy play. Um, but yeah, so the, the, the bold ones end up going into combat and sort of decimating a unit of um, zombies uh, eventually, but then then the, the tomb back, the banshee does, which just then comes out and sort of acts as chaff, which is about the best thing she did all weekend. Um, it was Slayton then, before. Well, yes, because she's still done nothing. Like, a bit a chaff for ninety five, a chaff character for ninety five points. I, like, that's that's almost twice as much as a, a spirit host. Um, but that did, did give the chance to the hexers that killed eventually killed Doris came back and went backwards, and then eventually they they killed off the um, the old ones as well. To be honest, um, the Terrorgeist that was still alive ended up killing his wizard. As well, later on in the game, um, the let's say the other oh, spirit horse killed his general. That's hilarious. Um, but at the end of the game, oh, I mean, I'd lost quite a lot. Uh, he'd lost quite a lot. It was a brutal game, like I say, early doors started well, then really swung in Adam's favor, then came back to in my favor. Um, and eventually it finished with a, a, a victory to the VC. Sorry, my memory's a little patchy. It's been a couple of weeks. That's the important bit, though, isn't it? But, uh, yeah, it was, it was a cracking game. Swung both ways on multiple times. Like, Adam's always, uh, like, a hilarious guy to play. Um, it was a really interesting list. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I came out with the win. It was it was good. I'm not sure if the highlight of the... Well, the highlight was absolutely... The spirit host killing his general. Closely followed by how ballsy he went with his sorceress on like, level four sorceress into combat with the terrorist and then just breathed it to death. And I was like, oh, bollocks. Unexpected. It was unexpected, but it was a cracking game. Like, it was a really good game and a really nice way to finish day one. Um, it was good. I'd, I'd been fortunate, I feel like I say this a lot, but I've been fortunate after three. Really great games for um for game one for day one like two wins and a loss but 
three brilliant games. Well, uh, this was Battle for the Pass, wasn't it? It was. So, naturally, I drew Dwarfs for Battle for the Pass. Strong. <laughs> Why not? Um, this is one of the strangest games of Warhammer I've ever played. In that, I don't think I did anything wrong, or it went perfectly, and I still lost. Um, yeah, at one point, I looked across at the, you on this table, and I thought, whoa, this is a... One, your game was incredibly quick. Yeah. But two, I was like, oh my god, that was a, that looked like a massive victory to the High Elves at one point. Um, so it's, ba- it's Battle for the Pass. So um, the Dwarves all deploy there. There's um Flame Cannon on the far... Uh, right hand side there that's a block of long beards I think on the other side of it um, they're cross quarrelers in front of the tower there's a grudge thrower behind that there's a cannon in the tower and then there's these generals unit which I don't know if they're not hammerers they might be iron breakers uh, and then a organ gun next to it and then he's got a um, uh, gyro bomber and a gyrocopter and um Right, well, you've got to cross the gap. I've played dwarfs enough. You've got to cross the gap as quickly as possible and hope there's enough left at the end to um, to, to fight them and hopefully win. So the um, I kill the gyrocopter because that's what I'm concerned about with the templates. Because if you get them, if you let them get into your backline, they're just a pain to get rid of. So I managed to kill the gyrocopter. Um, with either archers or the um, reaper bolt throwers, sorry, repeat the bolt throwers. They're behind. They're sort of behind the the army here. So that that's quite good. He then, in his turn, he misfires on um, his flame cannon, and that can't attack. That's like nice. can't fire this turn. So well, that's gone well. The grudge thrower misses completely. This is going pretty well. And I moved the um, eagle and the uh, night bus up. I think, well, move them up and decide what we'll do with them later. Um, I've cast uh, Mystifying Miasma on the crossbowman to get the ballistic skill down to zero. It's the only time I've ever rolled higher than a one consistently on that spell (laughs) in the entire time I've used Shadow Magic. Um, His bomb and run fails uh, with the gyro bomber. Um, I think I take it down to one or two wounds. Um, so that's going well. These all this is going really quickly. So these continue to move up. Um, uh, so I keep. I don't think I managed to fi- fire off pit of shades. I've got pit of shades. I think I might have mind razor as well. I can't remember what my spells are, but I don't think I managed to get pit of shades off if I've got it. Um, so I'm just shooting into the the quarrelers and they thin down a bit um his general's unit charges my my general's unit and he makes it on a 10 inch like a, a roll it needs a 10 oh. dice and he makes it but, well this is interesting so they just run through the um the silver helms they murder them the eagle gets into a combat with the uh organ gun um but the the general's unit sort of keeps moving to, down towards where my um, bolt throwers are. The eagle on the other side and the reavers start going into the flame cannon, 
Um, and the Phoenix Guard will move further up in, with this, well, what's left is this angle between the Quarrelers and the uh, Longbeards. Um, the General's unit, I'll just shoot out all the bolt throwers into it. And I managed to strip it down to the panic barrier with the last one hitting on sixes. And he fails it, and it, he runs off the board with his general's unit. I thought, well, that's, that's unexpected on Dwarven yeah. Leadership 10. That's gone pretty well. Um, the eagle kills the organ gun and goes into the cannon. The, um, I think this, is, this has gone pretty well, actually. So the Phoenix Guard eventually charge into the uh, quarrelers and i think there's about maybe 15 of them left at this point and this is where the second big reverse goes uh, horribly wrong here because um in about oh no is there something in front of them no i think i did something move in front of it i don't think so well anyway they do something like 36 attacks and that converts into four wounds oh my god which is horrific um so the long beards then go at the side of the phoenix guard um I'm, now i'm sure this happened all in one go i'm sure that's an overrun yeah that's right no it can't have been i thought i'd overrun this yeah. is this is this is why we tried doing the recording earlier because we barely got any <laughs> idea what happened anymore. I thought I'd overran into the yeah I did because I I think I charged. He moved his um, engineer out, and I think I charged the engineer. Overran into the um, quarrelers. That's that's what happened. So I killed the engineer. Overran into the the quarrelers. And then he charged the uh, Longbeards at the side of the Finks Guard in his turn. But I thought, well, that should be fine because I should do enough damage. So, yeah, 36 attacks into um, the Quarrelers. And I do four wounds. And then he does something like, I don't know, 15 wounds back to me. And I fail every single ward save. And I, so now I'm disrupted. Um, minus, well, yeah, and it's gone from... Well, this is going to be easy to, I need a double one, and that whole unit explodes. So that wasn't great. Um, uh, I killed the rest of the artillery, I think. But at that point, that's gone from like win to loss. And I'm thinking back, when I thought back on it, or at the time, I was thinking, if you just reform, you can just take, you can just take, two charges to the front and you should be all right um but i was thinking in that 20 nil mode you know when i killed the engineer yeah yeah um so i thought nah. but i thought it's 36 attacks there are thing um i should be all right even on combat even if i'm disrupted i should be all right on that uh, no as a fact matter of fact no um so that's a lesson about it being a dice game but it was like up until that point, up until the point where it had a catastrophic failure, it's probably the best way I've played just with, you know, picking off the stuff that's going to be annoying, be, be able to get you fast stuff into the artillery very quickly. It was lucky that he failed um, to hit in turn one and his flame cannon um, betrayed him. But 
like it's gone really, really well until that critical point, and like, yeah, you've lost. So that was interesting. That's at least I saw a bit of this game, and I was stunned at the end <laughs> when, I, when I turned around. Went, how did they? How how was that? And you went, I lost. What? Yeah, like if I'd if I'd reformed when I killed the engineer and pointed them so they're both in the front, I probably would have been all right. On the other hand, you don't expect just to get four wounds through from 36 attacks. No. Like what? Hitting on fours with a re-roll? Uh, it's threes because it was threes, going in. Sorry. Threes, threes the re-roll, wound re-roll, and fours. And then fours to wound, that is appalling odds. And then, just like when you're saying what Jonathan did with his Phoenix Guard, just failing all the ward saves. Like, well, <laughs> that's the end of that then. <laughs> yeah. But it's a dice game. You can't, you can't account for that. No, no, that's the that's the reality of the situation. Like, what makes it like hilarious and frustrating? Yeah, because I thought I would have lasted um, at least a turn, and then re- kill them and reform. But no, just kill four of them, so you can't reform anyway. Yeah, that's that's how it goes. And yeah, and that was the um, where is that? I don't think I've put it on actually. That was all she wrote about that, eh? Yeah. I did have another photo of it somewhere, but I don't know where I've put it. So there's another excellent uh, planning. I'll find it here. But yeah, that was... Um, I mean, it was it was a great game, and it was full of, like, swings, because, like, when he killed my general, like, oh, that's annoying. And then later in my turn, I killed his general by shooting him off. Shooting... You know, they're saying the bolt throwers, like, they do nothing. They killed an entire unit of whatever they were. I think they were Iron Breakers and the Dwarf Lord. And that, that I was playing uh, Dave Chelsea. He said, oh, yeah, you've, you've just won there, I think. I'm like, oh, <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> that's not Hold your horses there, Dave. <laughs> I can one-up that. <laughs> um, <laughs> Hold me beer. I've got this. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's the, uh, that was the, the oh. bad decision there. Where are we? But again, to be fair, once again, like Dave is a great opponent to play, isn't he? Yeah, he's it was, such, such a good guy. Yeah, it was a fun game. It was unexpected. There was twists and turns. Went, look at that. They should have even been able to kill them. <laughs> you just couldn't make that up, though, could no. you? That's the point. You couldn't make it up, and that's what makes this game hilarious. You can't account for things like that. But, no, uh, you really can't. But yeah, it was, it was a loss, but I... I'm not saying I didn't mind, but like there's literally nothing I could do about it. That it, arguably, yes, I should have just reformed, but I should have been doing more than four wounds. Yeah, yeah. So that's been end of day one. Loss, win, loss. Uh, yep, yeah, loss, win, loss. So all to play for in uh, day two. Day two after. The wildness well, of Derby Evening. Or Cardiff 2, as uh, we might call it. Cardiff of the Midlands. I didn't realise. Sav- savagery invades England. I had no idea Derby was such a savage place. <laughs> no, that evening uh, was just outrageous. And we were party to something I've never, never seen before. Imagine we'll see again. On that Saturday evening. 
Well, I've never seen someone propose to someone in an all-you-can-eat buffet. Yeah, that's the one. I mean, that's a derby, derby first there. Derby first. So in a buffet, which was very, very busy. Um, good fun. All and it was there was a big chunk of us went out, wasn't there? Was there was there about twenty people at the I end? Think, I think it started off like it would be twelve, and then it was fifteen, and then it was twenty, and then they just yeah, kept so like, it on. Out of the thirty-four people plus the the TC guy, sort of out of thirty-seven people, almost like, well, half of us went to this all you can eat buffet place, and let me tell you, it was <laughs> savage. Savage. They got a savage queuing system as well. Right? Yeah, the system was insane. The place was very, very busy. The food was pleasant. Um, but yeah, we were party to someone proposing <laughs> an all you can eat buffet. And I'm just not sure what more I can add to that that would make it any more or less believable slash outrageous. Other than to say, I was, I was quite taken aback. I, I think, I mean, congratulations to the happy couple. If the congratulations this, to the happy couple. Yeah. However, if, this on... peak of, if this is the peak of your life, then <laughs> frankly, just go kill yourselves now. Up a mountain, on a lake, you know, all places to propose. But no, no, no. in the back room of an all-you-can-eat buffet in Derby. <laughs> While people are moving past with plates full of pizza and uh, whatever, you just make your, make, make yeah. Girlfriend, Wild. the happiest world. <laughs> Absolutely bananas. Yeah. Wow. Uh, you know, we give Cardiff grief, but that's never happened in Cardiff. Uh, people don't propose in Cardiff. They still just bonk people on the heads and carry them off to their caves. <laughs> and that was a Weatherspoons where I've never seen every <laughs> single customer on oh my drugs. God, yeah. uh, every single one was on so many people under 20 nearly <laughs> high as a kite. Under 16, uh, by the looks of it. Like, they were young, they were high, and had the rest of their lives to live. <laughs> They're chewing the, the faces of off at one point. It was, it's when, when you see, like, four lads go to the toilet, like, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's clearly four lads drugs. Go to the toilet again and they all come back jumping around. Yeah, bouncing, uh, yeah. With a, with a runny nose. <laughs> Um, yeah, good good work, Darby. I mean, good work, good work, Darby. Probably you were, you were keeping the underage drug addicts <laughs> going, penned up. We, this is why now I now know why that last year they stripped they, they searched people going into Pop World because clearly that <laughs> town is full of absolute raging lunatics on an evening who are just coked to the eyeballs and barely legal. Well. We probably didn't realise last year because we were too drunk. But since we didn't really repeat last year's debacle, no, there, was, there was no repeat of last year's disgrace. It was more obvious. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wild! What a wild place. That Wetherspoons was just insane. Both nights as well. Like, did we get there about I don't know twenty past? Five on the first night. A Friday, it, yeah. It was absolutely round. That's it was even. Well, it turns out though that I think it's only a big drug night on a Saturday. So you heard it here first. It's the Split Fire Drug Podcast, Drug Cast. Yeah, but if you if you're anywhere near Derby and you, you want a place to 
going get absolutely <laughs> off your face, evidently. Here they go. That's a hundred percent what to do. Oh my goodness. But yeah. Good night. Yeah. So after that, we <laughs> didn't we didn't do any drugs, but uh... no, we did not. We just passed social commentary, then got a Uber back to the digs. Yeah. Which was left us refreshed for day two. Day two. Which was starting off with uh, meeting meet engagement. engagement. So, game two, meeting engagement. This, oh, sorry, day two, game four, meeting engagement. Oh, what do I say about this game? First of all, played Tom. Good sport, good guy. Played the game well. I, however, started playing the game well. Then, in about turn five, did probably the stupidest thing I've done in an event for years. So, we'll get there shortly. It was awful. Picking myself now for it. So, starting off the board was both Terrorgeists, a unit of zombies, the Vargulf, <laughs> the Banshee, and me bat swarms. How did you do that? Rolling lots of ones. It's a skill I have playing this goddamn scenario. <laughs> it's oh. a good thing it doesn't affect you too much being undead. Oh, yeah, yeah. However, I shan't complain too much because I then rolled a six to steal first turn. Oh, that's all right. Which was which is glorious. And um, as you can see, the, everything that was then reserved came onto the board and could then move as well. I also charged the dogs into the Hellblaster before it could unload on us. Um, the Terror guys both moved forward and screamed the emigrants down to one person. Um, so Tom's list there, you can see the, he, he, well, where those dogs are on the picture in the middle, they, that was a Hellblaster. To the left of that is some crossbowmen, the Demis, more crossbowmen, the Block of Knights, a Huracanum, and a Luminarch, and then a big block of greatswords with various characters in. Uh, except a couple of these characters started off the board as well, including his general, which holds his knight block up while they wait for the general to come and join them. So early game was, was truth be told, was just absolute undead uh, dominance. Um, uh, for the most part, I essentially flooded up the the left flank there that you can see, screaming things off the board to my heart's content, whilst being chaffed up by <laughs> chaffed up by crossbowmen who charged a unit of Hetris in the flank and then continued to keep them in combat for nearly three turns. Oh, they're doing the best sad. elf archer impression. It was. It absolutely was. Um, we then, Terrigates end up swinging around after killing everything on the left-hand side of the board, whilst I fed the night block, a unit of like zombies, eventually screamed off the night block, which left just essentially the Huracanum and the Greatsword block with a level 4 wizard, a level 2, no, a level 4 wizard, a 
BSB and a priest in there. And there was a, like, a lot of great swords, like 40 great swords. It was a lot of points. Um, however, it was then about turn five that I did. Um, Tom's dice, however, were horrific. Like, horrific. Um, and it would have felt bad for those dice if it weren't for the fact that instead of feeling bad for and winning, I positioned my Vargulf in such a way that he could charge it with his horde of great swords, butcher it, and then overrun into my general's bunker the, set in the, the turn after, which he then oh. proceeded to do, and then kill me general. Why did you do that? Well, one can only assume it's because I'm an idiot. Yes, that photo there is what became of my general after I managed to put the Vargulf in such a way that he could overrun. Um, so the minute the minute I moved the Vargulf, oh, the, you know when you, you you move something, step back, move on, turn around, look at the board, and think, "Oh my sweet baby Jesus, what have you done, you blithering moron?" Yeah, and then to be fair to Tom, he proceeded to punish that because at this stage I was comfortably winning. Um, comfortably winning. Then he killed me, Lord, me general, and I was very much not comfortably winning anymore. Did that turn things about? Oh, very much so. Big, big swing, big swing. Um, but look, it was a so then naturally after that, I, I then lost this game. I managed to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory. Been there, done that. Um, yeah, um, good game. Um, should have been a comfortable win for the VC uh, and wasn't. And hats off to Tom for playing the last few turns very, very well and um, like earning the victory. Don't get us wrong, it wasn't just by my rank stupidity, but my rank stupidity was very much the turning point. Um, but look, you win some, you lose some. You, um, but it was a good game, once again. Um, Tom's a good guy. Played well, absolutely capitalised on my stupidity and sort of hats off from for doing so. Um, but yeah, I was I was quite I was quite. I don't mind losing, but I was comfortably annoyed with myself for losing because I'd done something really stupid. I, I was racking up that uh, those incidents. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, quite, so yeah, I saw you do something it? stupid, and I thought, well, <laughs> that's how we're going to play it. Hold my beer. Hold my beer. I'm I'm, I'm in. <laughs> Oh, good lord. Well, speaking of bad dice, um, I played Jim's vampire accounts on this. Uh, I don't have a lineup video, uh, picture, I don't know why. Anyway, um, so I get the deploy first thing, and the Phoenix Guard decide not to turn up. That's um, wrong. But they're the only ones that don't. Yeah. That's not really much of a problem. Rookie numbers. <laughs> yeah. Um, only one one. Uh, Jim's Black Knight bus decides not to turn up, which probably was the start of his woes on this. Um, so I deploy the you can't really see it on the opposite side of like the, the narrow board edge. I just put all my bolt throwers there. The I don't know if the next picture might be a better one actually. No, it's not. Um, there's a wood in the middle where I put my um, archers. The uh, silver helms go next to this forest. 
And I think I'll just slide the Phoenix Guard um, when they come on like next to them. He's got his uh, wall of zomb three zombie units in front of the two terror geists. Um, and then he's got these characters. He's got a, a vampire level two, I think, character. Um, he's BSB, who's a white king. Yeah, in the in these big night bus. And it's supposed to go on the night bus, but they don't turn up, which is strong, a, which is God, an issue. This, this goddamn scenario for him. <laughs> yeah, it's not the best, is it? Um, so anyway, uh, the terror geist sort of fly up and down here by the the rubble. They're going for me, um, general night bus there, but. He lands them just out of eight inches, so they can't attack on the first turn. Um, the could they not get within eight inches? They couldn't get. Yeah, ah. they couldn't have done it. Um, it was just like it was seven point five or seven point six or something like that. When we mentioned it. Oh. Uh, but anyway, so the face guard go up. Um, the how do I do? Uh, yeah, I, th I think in the end, th this is a bit later on in the battle, um, the, the knights are positioned in such a way that I can go through the forest and clip one of the um, terror geists. So I go through there and I think I lose one, one wound off the prince and one silver helm. So that was lucky. Um, so they kill that terror geist. The Phoenix Guard are just chewing through these zombies. The again, the the both those are either on or off, and they were definitely on here. So he uh, he brings his night bus round to sort of go for the. Uh, I think he's aiming towards the archers in the middle. The hex wraiths that he's got are just coming towards the bolt throwers. Like, well, I've lost them because there's nothing I can do about them. So just shoot whatever's the highest value stuff for as long as possible um, and try and get some points out of them. Um, they just lay waste to the the night bus, and he's, his rolling was absolutely horrendous. I think they made... Well, I don't think they made any armor saves from the wounds that were made. So the night bus is co almost completely wiped out, um, and all that's left is, I think it's one knight, which must be the champion, and the two characters. And I think one of the characters is on one wound. So eventually he charges the bolt thrower, which is next to me, um, archers. And uh, because it's in... Uh, an obstacle. You've got to take a dangerous terrain test, uh, which he fails both of. So the unit is wiped out, <laughs> charging a bolt thrower, and a, the character dies as well. So there's like, he's just lost three hundred points to charge a seventy point bolt thrower. Um, it turns around. I think he kills the archers with that. The meantime, the Phoenix Guard reform here and go into the side of this. Um, zombie bus here. There's a terror geist, or, or there was a, will be a terror geist on that side. Um, so they, when they go through that, they overrun and get the next terror geist. So I've got rid of the two terror geists. Oh, no. He pops the necromancer out to save him from in this block of zombies up here. 
so I kind of get him because of the way the terrain is. Yeah. Um. But his his dice rolling was absolutely horrendous, and it uh, when he failed the two um, dangerous terrains. I said, go and buy some new dice now. <laughs> yeah. they've, they've clearly abandoned you and they're not coming oh, yeah. back. Um, yeah, so that, there we go. So they reformed there, passed all the dangerous terrains again. I think uh, I rolled something like 28 dangerous terrain tests and failed two. And he Jeez. rolled, I don't know how many armor saves and dangerous terrain tests and failed them all. Um, so I got in Phoenix Guard there, Mind Raiders on there, so that Terror Geist is about to die. Um, I could go into the next, uh, charge them, kill the, the zombies off. There's not much left at the end. Um, and like, it, it's dice, isn't it? It's yeah, look, they are what they are, aren't they? And it goes yeah. when it goes, but it's just the it was like compounding stuff on top of stuff, like. They're only they're hitting on fours or whatever, wounding on fours. I was getting loads of wounds, and then he just couldn't pass. And I don't think he passed an armor. I may pass one on the um, the Black Knight bus. So that the bolt throwers just got rid of them um, for the most part. And then I think he had his. I think it might have been his um, White King character left. His BSB. But the vampire died. Um, I didn't get the necromancer. Um, pretty much everything else was dead. Um, it's another thing. You know, I was saying the silver helms didn't really do anything except when they did, which sounds obvious. Yeah, yeah. But in here, I, he, he sliced up a terror geist pretty much by himself, no problem. Uh, Phoenix Guard have got Ryan Razor on, so that's not going to be a problem for them. It was just placement. Like I thought the, the knights were going to get gummed up because they've got the Phoenix Guard to one side which have been funneled into these three blocks of uh, zombies and then they've got this forest here which is you don't want to charge cavalry through a forest but I had no other choice really otherwise they would just sat there and do nothing they got charged by a block of zombies in the picture beforehand but I was able to kill the zombies that the Phoenix Guard were fighting, turn around, go on the side of them and then overrun into the um, terror guys here so I was like well it's only a, this is why I did play the mission, sort of like. Well, it doesn't. Hey. Yeah, it, it does, I've got to save. I'd rather use the Phoenix Guard to save me, General and his unit, than go for more points because I think I'm ahead on points anyway. Yeah. Um, and it turns out if you play the mission, it, it goes well. But what I was afraid of is if he just charged those three blocks of zombies into the uh, Phoenix Guard, they'd have been pinned forever. Um. And he got unlucky with, well, not really unlucky, but it, I, I knew he got raised dead. And I knew the only spell I was bothered about was raised dead because that would be blocking my thing, the Phoenix Guard's ability yeah. to do anything or the um, the knights. So I was letting everything else go and just bombing everything and just stopping raised dead, which means I could still maneuver about. Like if they move eight inches towards me, I'm not that bothered too much. Because yeah. he's given out leadership ten, so the the terror geist effect is not that devastating. Yeah, you've uh, got to do some big rolls to impact an LD ten. Yeah, I think he did kill some with with it eventually, um, but 
by that time I'd, I'd pinned one and got rid of one and I was about this is turn five I think when I got rid of the next one so all that's left is the necro uh, a, goat, a bunch of uh, zombies and the hex wraiths and I think the I think the uh, white king was still alive I don't think I both throwed him off at the end but yeah it was um, it all happened in one like two foot square <laughs> so yeah, like, do you think that, that was essentially you just played the game in that one point? Yeah, the game was all happening there, um, plus some hex wraiths going, trying to kill some bolt throwers, and the bolt throwers just rapidly, as fast as they can, shooting everything into these black knight busts before it gets anywhere near them. Mm. And then the, at the last hurdle, the horses just snapped all the legs and killed the riders. Like, I've rolled like that. I know what I, that's like. It's horrific. Yeah. I'm not a fan of a Black Knight bus, to be honest. It's got the same downsides as this um, Silverhelm bus in that you, know, it's, you only have to fail a few saves and its combat effectiveness is gone. Yeah, the, the other thing that matters more is there's not a lot of wounds there to soak up before you start losing your general yeah. with VC. And it's obviously just so much more costly than it is for elves. Yeah, because losing the prince is not the end of the world, but if you lose your general, it's you, you start crumbling then, don't you? So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I was saying like you don't have to give me the full did you enjoy it points here because it's not an enjoyable game when everything goes against you, really. Yeah. Um, that and you're just not a nice guy to play. Well, there's that as well, of course. But uh, <laughs> I can't do anything about that. Yeah, when he rolled the two ones for the dangerous terrain on the, oh. like, I, I was like, I was shocked. Like, I, I felt it, and it was it was in my favour. That's just well, you say though. We've all been there, and it's just not cool, is it? Nah. <laughs> But it's it's the helplessness, like there's literally nothing I can it's not bad play. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's just the, it just is what it is. Yeah, and it's that first it's like the with the Phoenix Guard in the game before, like I should statistically which is why statistics are other bollocks, I should be able to roll more than this and just haven't. Aye. Yeah. Anyway, that was my game four. So that was a win. So essentially what we're saying is so far, every time I've won, you've lost, and every time you've won, I've lost. That's pretty much what happens, yeah. Well, my game five then was against um, Danny's Empire, and when I looked at it, I was like, oh, bollocks, that's a lot of guns. So, <laughs> at the back left there, so it goes, I think one's, I don't know, so it goes, Cannon? Hellstrom rocket launcher, Hellstrom rocket launcher, cannon. And there's an engineer approximately three inches <laughs> between both of those war machines. Just pinging about. Uh, yeah. In front of that, you've got what looks to be Gelt, except it's not Gelt. It's actually a level four on death on a Pegasus. In front of him, you've got a large block of two, four, six, eight. Like 14 inner circle knights led by the mustachioed hero himself, Kurt Helleborg, <laughs> which is just legendary. Um, 
the side of that you've got Denny's. Um, for the other side you've got a big block of crossbowmen and a level two fire wizard, and then a steam tank. What you can't see on that photo is that off to the right hand side there is a unit of swordsmen. So this, obviously this was it, it's dawn attack, so you roll for everything lands. And on the right my right hand side and Danny's left, the only things that drop on that side is one block of sword twenty-one swordsmen, I think they are, twelve swordsmen, twenty swordsmen, and a block of forty zombies on my side. And that is it. Everything else was either central or to the left. <laughs> so we played the game on essentially half the board. Yeah, it was hilarious. So, that, I mean, my setup ended up being really quite good, to be honest. So, I had sort of uh, Vargo on the left, Spirit Horse on the left, zombies. Then, dogs in front of Hex Rates in front of a Terrorgeist. Then, Hex Rates in front of Skeletons. Then, we had a Terrorgeist, Bats. Really condensed, general in the centre, like almost perfect setup for VC. Like, I couldn't have made it up. Um,. Oh, this, this photo that you've shown there, that will come shortly. That was one of the wildest things that's ever happened. It was So this game was just insane, to be honest. So, um, once I looked at all these cannons, I was like, oh my god, that's a lot of cannons. Uh, Daniel's response was, don't worry, They've never, they haven't done anything yet. And I said, all right, cool. So, um, he goes first, Steam Tank comes forward, Steam Tank, Steam Tank comes forward, other things move around a little bit, Knights move forward and start positioning themselves as the Demis. Um, this picture hasn't happened yet, this is a little bit later, but then the Bannon from the Steam Tank shoots at a Terrorgeist, naturally hits a Terrorgeist because it's got an enormous base. Wounds a Terrorgeist, and I then roll a six for my regen save. Wrong. Which was glorious. We then move on to his first cannon. Rolls a misfire. Engineer re-rolls. Rolls another misfire. Rolls a three. Can't shoot this turn or next. I'm thinking, this could not have gone better for us. <laughs> we then go on to his second slash third cannon. Rolls a misfire. Engineer re-rolls. Rolls another misfire. And then proceeds to roll a one and blows up his cannon. So, right. in turn one, he's killed one of his own cannons, stopped one from shooting for turn one or turn two, and I've regened on a six-up the shot from the steam tank. It just could not have gone better for me. Was, um, he, was he happy with that? <laughs> uh, to be honest, the game was we had an absolutely fantastic. It was a genuinely, genuinely good game. Like it was a really lovely way to end the weekend. Um, like we spent it. It was essentially just two hours of us sort of just laughing about. <laughs> it did look good because I think again it, that was yeah. We were quite close again. This was it. it was good. Like it was. It's just a like. We laughed a lot, to be honest. Like, I'm 
I'm surprised we were talking about shut up a little at one point because it was just hilarious. Like things just wild things just happened. Um, like like that. Like, you can't write that. Like you missed. He rolled four misfires in a row for his cannons. <laughs> like how how'd you make that? Like how would you sort of plan for that? Like you just can't. It comes right back to what you said earlier about it being a dice game. It was just insane. Um, so after I essentially got away, like, scot-free from his turn one shooting, I was like, ah, get in. So naturally, I fly up. I think Hexwraith charges a steam tank, because why the hell wouldn't And Then the Terragates move up. I then scream off the steam tank in a turn, which is a treat. The other, That's impressive. My dogs and... Ten wounds? Uh, yeah, well, I did something... Co- I did... Uh, yeah, I had Doom and Darkness on it. Oh, I cast okay. Doom and Darkness on the Steam Tank down LD7. And then proceeded to... It wasn't LD7 because it wasn't in his General's bubble. So it was LD4. Uh, so some people might have said it was overkill at that stage. But I enjoy screaming off Steam Tanks. And once again, as I said earlier, the terror heists did some serious, serious lifting. Um, so that died. The Vargulf and the dogs go flying up the the, the other the, off, up that flank, um, and sort of really get into his back line with with his sort of dying cannon, uh, the cannon that sort of misfired rather. Um, and then I'm, it's, 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 it's operation mop up around the back field. Um, these Hellstroms do a crazy amount of damage uh, across a few turns into me skeletons. Whilst all this is going on, though, and I'm essentially mopping up around this backboard, I screamed off all these knights and everything as well. Um, the two most hilarious things, after how outrageously bad his cannons were, were one, the level two fire wizard charges a unit of X wraiths, which you might think that's insane. And then you find out he's got the dragon vein gem. Oh, that's good. Which he couldn't wound me, but I just he had a two board against my attacks, X wraiths of a flaming attacks, which was hilarious. And frankly, bravo to Danny. It was that was one of the many things we laughed at hilariously. You think, no, no, I've got the dragon vein gem. I like, are oh, you son of a bitch? <laughs> you think Jonas Dimitris is absolutely not. Like, why the hell would you lie about that on a wizard level two? It was hilarious. It took, I did eventually kill him, but I think it took about six combat turns for a unit of extra to kill this wizard. It was just ridiculous. I think you did have flame um, and sword at that point, then. Honestly, it was just. <laughs> the game was genuinely, like, I'm skipping around a lot of days, but the game was phenomenal. Um, this photo here, though, so he gets a, the wizard, his wizard flies up, like, it's a it's a very it's a big win as it's sitting to the VC. So his wizard's like, I've got why the hell not? He's gonna heal Mary. So he flies across here and then he's he rolls for magic and he only gets three dice. I'm like, okay, okay. Not much you can do with that. And we both think, ah, oh, of course, like, dice let us down again. So he three dice as purple sun. And he gets it. But I can't stop it. He then purple suns across the skeletons. And in the front rank of that skeletons is my level 
two death level four death wizard and regeneral. It's okay. Got lookout sirs. Except I feel both my lookout sirs. That's the ones coming back then from the previous. Yeah, yeah, here we go. I'm saying, oh my god! Like once again, <laughs> I'm going to lose me general, and I'm going to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory. Because even if all I do is take LD tests and die, there's probably long enough left that I lose the game from this dominating point. And game four flashbacks just come to us. Ah, oh, no, please God, no. So he casts pitchades. Uh, sorry, the purple sun. Um, I pass me initiative test on me level four. I pass the initiative test on me general. And I'm like, this is glorious. And the the template stops about three millimeters short of hitting me terrorgeist. So at this stage, I'm like, this is fantastic. Like, oh, I was worrying about nothing. Because he kills so many skeletons, though, he rolls for his power. He's the death magic gets the world's collection of dice back. <laughs> he then, he then, um, is it Boona? Uh, uh, Boona is toughness. Correct uh, is strength. Yeah, he boonered me um, level four wizard and kills him. And I was like, "Are oh, you?" you. <laughs> At this point, we are like we're just laughing because like, he went from having a three days magic phase. The single best magic phase I think I've ever seen. <laughs> uh, kills me level four, which obviously was, it was hilarious. He then gets more dice back. I say you get no. dice back off that as well. Yeah, I was like, stop it, stop it, Danny. <laughs> That's what you get for screaming me, Steam Tanks. That is absolutely not cool. He then casts Spirit Leech, I think it was, on me general. And I've got no dice to stop him. And it's just a flat dice roll off. And I think, oh my god. <laughs> me general's going to get spirit leashed to death. This is an absolute disaster. An ironic um, end? It would have been an ironic end. I'm sure he wins the roll. And I regen. Couple uh, of them. Spoils four. I think he reaches by three. Enough to kill me general. And I make two, war- two regens. At this point, like I nearly faint over the table. With just relief of it, oh my god, that was that was just outrageous. Um, anyway, the, the game ends up finishing. I think I kill. I think I kill everything. I think I end up. The, I managed to fly my general off so I can march my terrorgeist over, and eventually I've screamed off everything on the board essentially. And I think so single handedly, give or take, the terrorgeist have killed everything. They killed, well, not everything, but they killed the, the Terror Geist in this game, killed the Steam Tank. They killed the unit of 12 Inner Circle Knights. They killed the Hellborg. They killed the unit of four, three Demis. They killed, and they killed the level four wizard. So the, so the lesson is kill the Terror Geist early then. Yeah, well, which we tried to do, to be fair to Danny. And what he, the lesson here was don't roll four misfires on your cannons <laughs> in a row. Um, the hilarious bit that goes beyond this is that combat on the right hand side between 20 swordsmen and 40 zombies eventually ends with the zombies breaking the swordsmen and running them down however that was after about again 6 rounds of combat the zombies have gone from 40 strong to less than 20 
So they're half killed by these freaking swordsmen. And the swordsmen only eventually lose because they end up losing enough ranks uh, and getting caught. But, oh, like, genuinely hats off to, like, Danny. It was such, such a fun game. And what a phenomenal way to end the weekend. It was just so enjoyable. Like, it really was. I, I like, in a win with the VC, naturally, because I'm table yeah. them. I get mean, his well, obviously, is playing the game. Uh, it did look like it was a riot. It was just mental. Yeah, like Jenny, I wasn't. I'm surprised we weren't told to just shut up at one point because it was. We just spent two hours laughing. It was. It was just funny. It was good. Such, such a fun game. Well, in contrast to you having a, a fun opponent to play. On the last game, I had to play uh, Warhammer's equivalent of Phil Mitchell and uh, played Adam <laughs> and his Dark Elves, who were on the. Are you Adam, who I played game three. Yeah. And our, our good, our good friend Adam. I'm joking if he's listening. To this. Short, the short Frenchman. <laughs> Batman. Um, <laughs> so this was um, uh, Dawn Attack. Um, I don't have any. Again, I, for some reason, I didn't take any wide shots when I was uh, in the last on the last day. But anyway, uh, I think I do. I go first. I think so. Anyway, so the Reavers uh, and the bolt throwers are on the right hand side, um, and there's two bolt throwers in the middle. The silver helms are in the middle. The Phoenix Guard are on the uh, on the left. Like, well, that's great. As are the archers. So they have to sort of finagle the way back. Um, he's just got he's got quite a good spell actually so he's um, he's executioners I think are on the on his right uh, his warlocks are facing off against the archers on my left the um, characters and the um, cold ones are in the middle and this is like because it, it, like with when he was fighting you you just declare a charge like with the, the silver helms. He just flees them off, and then they rally the next turn, and then you sort of dragging the the silver helms out of position. Um, the Phoenix Guard. I'm trying to aim them at the um, executioners, and they flee off. And I'm like, well, it's it's elves oh, in it, so they're gonna fail to rally. But now they do rally and they come back. But like, I could shoot. The shoot. This it was quite good, but not enough. Like. I shot most of all the units to death, but because there was one Doomfire Warlock left, they're fighting the archers. The archers killed, like, shot them down to one Doomfire Warlock left, but there's one left, so you don't get any points for it. Um, you one guy sitting in multiple units, essentially giving you the fingers from across the board. That's what it's like, yeah. Um, so the Silverhelms get dragged. I, I try to charge some rallied uh, Dark Riders, which are just on the other side of that hill in the middle there. He flees them off. They get they fail charge onto the hill, um, so they're exposing their flank to the uh, the cold one knights and the sorceress on the dragon. Um, the other character, the general, just sort of goes and tries war machine hunting, but he comes back at the end. The Phoenix guard turn around and try to help with this, but they just like th this block of knights just gets charged in the side. I try casting mind razor, but then. You just don't charge them in if they've got my razor on. You just wait for when they haven't got it on. Yeah. Um, so they get charged by the, I think the Dark Riders, the 
the cold ones and possibly the dragon. Anyway, they all get wiped out. They don't really do much um, back. They might kill a few dark riders. Um, and eventually, it just ends up in a massive melee in the middle um, with the Phoenix Guard. Oh, so, yeah. So that's the Phoenix Guard kill all of the um, Cold One Knights, except the uh, BSB. They get him down to one wound, but then can't for some reason can't do any more wounds to him. These executioners have come back, uh, so I've, these Phoenix Guard are actually pointing towards the executioners. Um, because I reformed them in, in combat just so yeah. I didn't get you know disrupted and all that. This sorceress gets tw over the course of about four round five rounds of combat, I managed to get twelve wounds on her, and she makes every single ward save. Uh it's <laughs> insane. I can't do any more damage to him. Um these constantly get double soul blight on them because of the the still one. Uh, Doomfire Warlock. One Warlock. One Warlock. Yeah, and she's on death, so she gets Soul Blight. Um, I miscast Mind Razor on the first time, and I get the the you forget the spell. So like, oh no! So that's like, well, I've lost the magic level, and I've lost the only spell that I really care about. Because if I, I just <laughs> in this situation, I just dumped everything into Mind Razor on them, and if the wizard blows up. Who cares? But I've lost this spell. That's the, the important one. So I get them down to like toughness. I think she's on toughness one or something at one point, and they're in toughness two or whatever. But it's it makes no difference. They just get because they're boxed in. They just get depleted like in the first game, and then there's not enough of them, and they just break and uh, and run. Um, but I, so I, I didn't get many points because he's still got like a unit of one. Warlocks left because he's got one model left and he's got yeah. all his Dark Riders are, except one I think are still there because he's got at least like there's about three three of them left and, and they can just the odd bunch is holding points it's just holding points and it's because it's a, it's so hard to get the points off and then she should have died she should have like I should have done six wounds on her she made 12 ward saves <laughs> it's ridiculous <laughs> it's um, I get but it's Played. Like again, it was like you were saying. It's a, a really nice way to end because it didn't really matter. I wasn't bothered about the result. It, it, this is like an ongoing thing. I played Adam on the last Derby Death Match um, against these a different Dark Elf list, so it's almost traditional. Um, it was a great game, and it's, it's great to play Adam. So, I want Aye, he's, a, he's, a, he's, a, he's just a good fun opponent. Yeah, isn't he? he's just there. Uh, Nice. He's a filth monger. Yeah, yeah. But, well, but this you can't you can't say that. This was just generally quite a pleasant, fun list. If you only had failed some more leadership tests for rallying, I'd have been very happy because that you just a team player and failed some ward saves for you. Yeah, because that block of executioners was like an inch off the board at one point. Uh, oh. when I, he rallied. I think he rallied on a ten as well because it's a musician or whatever it was. He was it was the musician that saved him. Um, but yeah, all that big box of fast cavalry, and they just rally and, yeah. and do what they want. And then you charge them again, and then they flee again. And like, oh, well, I can either charge them or leave them to do what they want. Uh, there's no real great answer to that. Um, but yeah, just ended up a massive fight in the middle, as is standard. Um, tell what your games went this weekend, didn't it? Uh, what big fight in the middle? Big fight in the middle, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, or 
I mean, I blame the dice, blame everything except myself. But naturally, <laughs> you but I, I, it can't be can't be me. Could be you. Heaven defend. Yeah, I still enjoyed it. Yeah, I'll say that. I'm, I'm behind clenched teeth. But, uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> So um, a loss to finish on then. A loss to finish on, which I don't like doing, but whatever. What can you do? No, it's bad. You don't mind the one. It's a good game, do you? Yeah, it didn't didn't really matter. Um, so I think I came twentieth, which I wasn't particularly and you thrilled went, with. Loss, win, loss, win, loss. Yeah. I contrary went win, loss, win, <laughs> loss, win. So completely the opposite of exactly <laughs> the opposite, and I finished eighth. Um, which I was pretty pleased with, just having snatched vic- defeat from the jaws of victory in round four. Um, Brad had five genuinely good games, um, which was what really matters. To be to be fair, and even more amazingly, you won most sport. Well, I did. Yeah, I, I won. Most I won sporting, sporting, whatever it was. I was, like, I was. I was genuinely taken aback by it. We the, all were. <laughs> so three out of my five games voted me their favourite game vote, which um like I can only say thank you to me opponents who did vote for me. I I think I very, very much appreciate it. And uh like I did have an absolute blast of a weekend. Hopefully like by this, hopefully like I'll help the people that I played have a good game as well, because like that is like winning's great, genuinely it is, but uh <laughs> Like it is. Like let's not lie about it. But that's why you go. As long as you can have, as long as afterwards you've had games that you enjoy, like actually doesn't doesn't really make any difference um, per se. That's what so, I was yeah, telling I was, myself. I was very, like, I was very like, like genuinely touched to have received three best sportsmanship votes and to get the best sportsman award. So thank you very much. Well deserved, I hear. I mean, it's because I'm a delight. I'm like deep down, deep down, people yearn, yearn to be screamed at by a terrorist. You've got compromising photos on somebody. <laughs> people love big bats and a death wizard. Like that's what the evidence tells us. Well, well, any um, did you were you happy with how your list performed? Did you... Um, yeah, overall. Overall, I was yeah. Um, Terrorgeist massively overperformed in reality. They they were just so good. My dice for the screams was just were just on fire. But but when you combine it with a level, to be fair, what what's amazing on a Terrorgeist when you can combine it with a level four Death Wizard, or at least a Death Wizard who happens to roll human darkness mm. quite a lot because that minus three leadership. It's three extra wounds. Well, yeah, pretty much guaranteed because, like, as per the FAQ, it, it, it does affect your general's inspiring presence as well. So it means even if your general's at least 10, like, you're still only at least 7 against the scream, which essentially means you take 2d6 minus 1 wounds. So even going off average, you're taking 6 wounds a scream. And if you can combine both screams, it's like 12 wounds a turn, which is just massive. Um,. But to be fair, they did very well. Hectorius did did solid. They always do this reliable and they don't get they, annihilated off 
magic shoot knock magic. Um, truth be told, other than them, the rest of the army did very, very little. Um, which is about standard. Except for the glorious spirit horse that killed Adam's general in game three. And nobody else. And nobody else. All the spirit host. And I'd, don't let him tell you that anybody else was involved. It was just a spirit host against his general. But no, this performed exactly as I expected it to perform. It's not massively different from the standard list, except I don't normally have a level 4 on death, to be fair. I don't normally have a level 4 wizard. Because um, I normally have a... Me cool king's normally on another terror geist, to be fair, to make three terror geists. So, just to take away from any moral high ground anyone thought I was trying to aim at for not normally having a level 4 wizard, I do normally have at least th a third screen. Um, but actually, the level 4 wizard did perform. Not so much, he didn't kill hardly anything except Core Hill in game 1. But Doom and Darkness with with Terrorgeist is just a match made in heaven, to be honest. Um, what about your list? Like you said, you mentioned at the start, we chatted about it, but very different to your normal list. Um, big block of Cav, how did you find that? I enjoyed playing them. Uh, and I, I liked having them in the list. They didn't really do anything to justify <laughs> that feeling but it's just different um because they're gonna just persist with them enough to have like some more practice slash fun games with them and see how you find I them i would definitely take them in a not like not a specific practice just a test just a list game. Or, yeah, yeah. Just a game because um well if the if you had to get them in great but they are just a massive shoot me target yeah um because they're so much faster than anything else in the army you can kill them before the rest of the army gets to you, which is where, like, if you're going to take one unit of cav, you should probably take a load of flyers. Because you, you didn't have any phoenixes either that would no. naturally take some shooting away from them or be right there to support them. Yeah, there's nothing as fast that because they're moving 18 inches a turn potentially, and the phoenix guard are only moving 10. Um, so there's nothing to help them out. So if they go ahead, they're just going to get shot. However, having a guy who's strength seven um, before attacks, he's really helpful because I don't really use melee um, combat characters. You very rarely use a combat character, to be fair to you. You always just use a mage. It's always support characters I use. Um, and you can get them just in to, to the limits here. So I, would use, I, I always enjoy using princes anyway. You're only on a star dragon, but I, there's something <laughs> in a mounted prince that um, I would definitely it, take him again. It, it feels quite right thematically as well, doesn't it? Yeah, it, it is narratively that a, a prince would be leading a load of um, silver helms, but I, I really I did enjoy it. It didn't work as I hoped it would, but that's a combination of my bad decision making and again not enough practicing. And I probably would take out the bolt throwers and maybe replace it with maybe a phoenix or a unit of sisters or something like that. I do, I do really like the sisters when you use them. I think they're such a like threateningly like unit, especially well, I suppose especially because I tend to play like when I play VC, they're terrifying. Uh, just the magical shooting is really good um, and strength because they are they can put out twenty strength four shots and a bolt. Four both of those, but at twenty-four, so they're probably comparable. The only thing is, you you only can shoot one thing at a time, and the shorter yeah. range. But I'd, yeah, I, if I could wing, put them in, maybe um, make a few changes. But I, I enjoyed playing it, and I 
I got spells off. It wasn't like the normal thing where you can only get one shadow spell off and you feel like yeah. you're being robbed. Um, it's just a few things that you can't account for or stupid mistakes. So it's not the list's fault. It's it's the general. Story, story of the weekend, wasn't it? <laughs> um, yeah, it, was, uh, cool. it was a good weekend. I enjoyed it. We'll um, say congratulations to Scott, uh, who I'm no, getting No, he won't. Two who obviously won the event with with Hatwood Elf. Anyone can win with an end. Well, that's not true, though, is it? (laughs) It's not true, but like genuinely, hats off to him. If he's listening, yeah, we're not joking, Scott. God damn you! (laughs) (laughs) Um, Congratulations, Joby, who came second with Empire, and Jonathan, who who came third with with those high elves. Strong Um, Empire showing again, again, and once it once again. I know we said at the start, we say it every time, like. The Triple Crown guys, like what a fantastic weekend again! Like you ran, like phenomenal. So Can I much. just say again uh, on that um, point? Congratulations to me who called the Empire being um, one strong and highly represented in this. So we did say that. We also said I else would do well, not me, yours, but somebody no, else's. I said the Empire. You said something else. I said high elves. Either way, neither neither one of them won, Mark. So what else did? Empire came second, and Empire were the highest represented, don't they? There's a five Empire lists. Uh, there was a lot of Empire lists. So in a way, I won. <laughs> Whatever. What? Tell you what what, what. what? What? wasn't there? There was two, like a couple of lists that weren't. There, there was no Skaven, which was a bit of a surprise. I don't know. But also, considering it's the it's, it's my year of the Tomb Kings, and I didn't take them, there was no Tomb Kings there. I mean, mainly because it's win, loss, draw. Bless them, <laughs> who are useless sods. Well, uh, great event as Derby always is. To be fair, or any of the the TC events. So, uh, before we go, what's the next one on the horizon? So I unfortunately can't make. There's there's a small sort of event coming up in Macclesfield, which I believe you're going to. I'm going. Uh, Rob's going. Yeah, uh, it should be, uh, which should be really cool, but unfortunately, I can't attend. My next event is in October, which is the Scotland of the sort of the follow from the last Scotland event that we went to. Yeah, um, which I think you, I, and Andy are, are attending again. Absolutely, uh, and uh, that's some... always that's always a good one day event. Here's some uh, spoilers or some top hot gossip for those who have lasted two hours to listen to the end of this. Uh, my list will include Malekith Eternity King. So uh, you heard it here first. Or oh, the Macclesfield one. No, for Scotland. No, it won't. <laughs> end times characters equals win. So therefore, best end times character guaranteed to win. I don't think Scotland allow end times characters. I do they? don't care. All right, you take them regardless, yeah? <laughs> we can debate that um, when I get there. And then I suppose later in the year, unfortunately, again, I can't make the narrative, um, which is a shame because I'm on holiday, but you're going. Uh, I've got two, three dragons to paint for that. So that's, that's August written off. And then later in the year, uh, the Heart of Crusade have just announced their Christmas Crusade date, which is the weekend of the 4th of November, which they I have. am looking to attend. And you're not sure if you can attend yet. Not sure. Um, we'll see. Uh, but the continuing punishing of the High Elves in comp and the non-punishing of Dark Elves in comp 
means I'm not sure. Yeah, the comp is quite wild in that regard. <laughs> like no, no punishment for swarms of witch elves. No, so the, the, the double cauldron witch elf horde is fully possible. What is hilarious though is that there's no limit on a plus comp. So in the meantime, I am going to play test a plus twenty comp orc and goblin list because that should be hilarious. Well, updates to follow on that. Um, but otherwise, that was Derby. So uh, we'll be back. I don't know. We're going to try and do a tier list, I think, just to break up these constant reviews episodes. So we'll try and I'm sort that out. actually enjoys listening to us talk nonsense for a little <laughs> while. Well, there's a, at least three people I can think of who does. And that one special person, as we mentioned, you oh, know who you are. Of course. Jack. Uh, any. <laughs> friend of the channel anyway uh, thanks again for listening to this nonsense Um, we'll be back with the next episode in the future thank you